said not magic beans. Look, let's just admit we both kind of got our wires crossed and commit to being clearer in the future. What the hell are we supposed to do with these anyway? Yeah, I knew you'd be mad, so I've asked the band Hot to explain these beans in a way you can dreamily digest. These beans come on when I close my They changed the word dreams to beans. I, I was hoping they'd change a few more words to pertain to our situation, but I, I, I'm just happy they did this. Jack, this is ridiculous. Tomorrow, I want you to go back out there and look for a job that pays actual money. These things are worthless. I know she's gone, but can you do the other one? What about beans? Don't you want someone to care about you? Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't serve shit? I'll fucking take all you are! Welcome to this week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Each week, a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bard pretenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. All while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. ファイルウォーターワイトエレファントパーティーレイブダンアンドアシテップンゲットヘルアウトウィフネバーダンワイトエレファントポーティーレイブダンアンドアシテップンゲットヘルアウトウィフネバーダンワイトエレファントポーティ
probably 40 hours. Uh, so I am uh, tired and uh, un, you know underslept and a little bit wacky and it probably is worse than being drunk at this point in time and I have had no alcohol because I'm afraid that if I did that I would just pass out. So if I'm weird, or at least weirder than normal I should say, uh, that's why. Um, should be entertaining, we'll see what happens. Um, so anyway. Nobody cares! Moving on. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, only so, hurts when I laugh. <laughs> uh, only hurts when he laughs. We have, of course, the ice skating supreme gold medalist from the Nagano Games. We have Adam. Oh, hey, everyone. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I slipped in some ice a couple days ago and fucked on my back, and it wasn't hurting until this morning, and now I just it's wonderful. So, yeah, it's me. I review movies for Big Shiny Robot and also the Board as Hell podcast. Uh, Hi, the, Andy. Hey, Andy. Uh, the <laughs> day after... This airs, or the day this airs, should be the date that the Utah Film Critic Association releases our uh, our top movies of the year. So we got to go hang out next Sunday and argue with each other until one movie comes out victorious. So does it ever come down to blows? I don't know. This is my first year. So does it ever come down to mm. blow jobs? I would hope so. <laughs> hand jobs, <laughs> rent jobs, all I mean, the jobs, foot jobs. Isn't that why you joined? <laughs> Well, yeah, but the problem is it's really hard to break in straight guys. You have to grab their ears and everything. It's kind of annoying. Um, Armpits when you need to. <laughs> Knee pits. Uh, no, actually, it was funny. I was I was listening to uh, a past episode, and I mentioned that I would hopefully be getting some screeners in. God damn that I get screeners. I got about 30 of them sitting on my counter right now, and I've watched like 10 of them. So I got some homework to do. Wow. All right. Oh. That's me. Yay. I'm surviving. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. So... <laughs> I'm playing with the soundboard kids. Uh, so uh, we also have um, bronze medalists in the shock put. We have Todd. I also in Utah. In <laughs> <laughs> the shot put. What's great about that sport. event was I was the only guy there, and I still got bronze. So. <laughs> well, that's because you were you were going against lesbians. So. Thank you. You know, don't mess up, mess with lesbians and their Subarus. Especially not from East Germany. Yes, or Colorado, because they're everywhere. Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast or wandering around Salt Lake aimlessly while my wife has friends over. I love you. I love all you guys. I currently have three fingers of... Sailor Jerry's rum in my glass, so I don't care either. Thank you. That's me. Okay, and then of course the world famous gymnast from deep in the heart of Maryland, <laughs> bronze medalist. We have and a good Christian woman. Got a good Christian woman. <laughs> oh my God. Bronze, bronze medalist in the uneven parallel bars, but gold medalist in our hearts. We have Q. <laughs> I'm super flexible. Um, so, so I hear. <laughs> so by the time this airs, hopefully everything will be done with White Christmas. The show has almost killed me, but it has happened. It is beautiful. We have been sold out since Tech Week. It's been amazing. Um, after this, I'm taking a very long theater nap nice. until the spring. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be like napping from the like the groundhog and be like, "Do I see my shadow? <laughs> it's time to do a show." 
I mean, that's not gonna be doing work at the theater. I just won't be doing a show, um, which is nice. Uh, it, it's my job uh, given to me by the other loft ladies to make a map or a diagram of where all of the costumes get stored so when people go up there, they know where shit is. So that way they don't <laughs> call me at nine o'clock at night being like, I'm cute, do you know where this one belt is? And I'm like, yes, I do know where that belt is. It is four racks up and three, anyway. <laughs> It's, okay, please for um, me. Will you do this for me though? Will you please put like, like uh, a map that also leads to like One-Eyed Willie's cave and like dye it with like tea bags so it looks like an old-fashioned pirate map and be like, "Ye be warned, belts be here." <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do you guys watch um, the Goldbergs? I've seen uh-uh. an episode or two. It's really, really good. It, it takes place in the 80s, and it's this guy telling the story of his childhood growing up. Uh, and there actually is an episode with it, like the you know the main kid's obsessed with the Goonies, so his brother and sister take an old map and dye it to make it look like it's old, and put it in a frame so we can find it. And they go and they have all the music, and it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, it's a it's a good show. I, I like that show. I just don't have cable anymore. Which is the only reason I haven't continued watching it. But uh, uh, if, you, if you have antenna, it should be like I think it's channel seven where you are or something. I don't know. Uh, I also, I'm in this weird like triangle of uh, of like no service for like cell phones and anything and. Southern California, so just sort of say, sorry, Q, we interrupted you with my That's obnoxious okay. side notes. I apologize. I'm, I'm done. That's all. <laughs> oh, and actually, uh, Eddie, uh, Q, Eddie and I saw White Christmas on Tuesday. Yeah, so here. how was it? It was really, I mean, it's it's a it's a fun, you know, frolicky musical. It's not anything, you know, deep, which is No, kind of no, the, the, the show is super cheesy, but that's what it's meant to be. But no, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it was it was well acted, well sung. The sound was great. The costumes were fantastic, and we got snowed on in the end. So, Ooh. Oh, oh, good, they did it. We we snow on our audience too. It's so great. The audience fucking flips out. <laughs> when yeah, they it, snowed it, on. it was really cool. And Eddie had never even seen the movie, so he had no idea what it was. <gasps> and yeah. <sighs> okay, so he immediately. Okay, so I have I have one question about the costume because yeah. I, I, I obviously I have lots of I have lots of. You know, comments and questions. However, did they do the black velvet dress for "Love You Didn't Do Right by Me"? I believe so. Yes. Was uh, again was a black velvet and was there sparkles on her butt? I don't remember there being sparkles on her butt, but I'm pretty well, sure. Well, then it they was a failed. Black dress. Then they failed miserably. Honestly, I don't know, and obviously designers can do whatever. Whatever the fuck yeah. they want to, but it is literally what has when since I was little, what has gotten me obsessed with clothes and costuming is that dress that Rosemary Clooney oh, really? wears in the movie. It mm. because it is it fits her so perfectly. It fits the mood of that number so perfectly, and then she turns around and there are sparkles on her butt. She <laughs> is so like plain. I mean the the you know, it's a black velvet dress, it's super pretty. Well, she turns around, and who would have thought to put sparkles on, like, the butt? Not like, you know, usually you do, like, a brooch or, like, a center, you know, like, in between the boobs or something like that. But mm-hmm. no, just on their butt. Oh, it's just, it's incredible. Anyway, I, I, I obviously did that for my show. <laughs> my buddy's taking yep. his wife to go see it, I think, tomorrow. So I'll, I'll have them double check for me. But um, <laughs> So when she's in the black dress, it. look at her butt. Um, yeah, seriously. No, well, for, honey, for this is for it, science. I need to look it, at her it, butt. It, I'm if you sorry. Look, if you have to look right. too hard for the sparkles, and they didn't do it right. <laughs> so so yeah, it's either there or it's not. See, the, the one thing that was distracting me, well, two things is... You know, being a film critic, I'm spoiled because I get to go to these movie screenings where there's no cell phones, they don't let people talk, they've got security there. Um, 
And if there's one thing I hate, it's people talking in movies. Well, what's Ugh. worse is when the people behind you won't shut the fuck up during a production. It's like, I'm sorry, yes. these tickets cost a little bit more than movie tickets. Uh, I'd actually like to pay attention to what's going on. So I had the right. people behind me just talking the whole time. And then this old decrepit dude who I nicknamed Mr. Death was sitting to the right of me <laughs> and he'd stolen my armrest and kept on elbowing me. So I was kind of distracted through the whole thing. But Maybe he was hitting on you. Oh, that sucks. But no, it was, it was a fun show. It was, it was, it was just silly and kind of what you it's need, che- needed after. It's cheesy and fun. Yeah. I mean, it's also not written that well because like it doesn't make sense for, for example, the character of Martha to sing with uh, Phil and Bob and then them be surprised at who she is when she sings later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys just sang a song together. You should probably know who that is now. Um, it's like the anyway. plot of the movie is to string along just to get to the different songs in the soundtrack, really. Oh, yeah, Which that's is that's true. That's my favorite line though is when she's arguing with the general, and she's like, "Well, we argue all the time, and we never have sex. We might as well be married." Yeah. See, my favorite line is the one that comes right after that when he's reading the letter, and she's like, "Did the Pentagon find out about that tank you stole?" <laughs> I love that one. That's a good one. Ah, uh, don't make me laugh. Nice. No, but yeah, that's it, it was it was a lot of fun. So if, if it comes to your area of town uh, and you want something. F- just kind of lighthearted for Christmas. Uh, it's, it's a fun show. Cool. And sorry you didn't get tickets to mine. It's been sold out since tech. I am <laughs> so you're, you're kind of far away. Well, I'm, I'm talking to our listening public. Sorry. Oh. You should be more sympathetic. They're all heartbroken now. It's okay. There'll be another Christmas play next year. Q will do another show. It's, it's fine. It's fine, baby bird. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> baby bird. <laughs> When I, when I was in grad school, I used to harass uh, freshmen. Uh, I would call them all kitten when they had to be my assistant. And start to be like, hey, so plug this in. I'm like, oh, kitten, could you go back and do that right this time? Because you did it wrong. And like, I just I called them kitten all the time. I, I took my uh, my mentoring lessons from uh, Dr. Cox and Scrubs, uh, and I would just torture mm. uh, people. It's I, nice, just everyone, I just call everyone honey. Oh, honey. honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. It's from oh, the, honey. Uh, it's from a uh, mother. Yeah. So I had a most amazing thing happen to me this week, yes. guys. You got laid? Oh, my word. I know. <laughs> this was awesome. Not anymore. The um, <laughs> But what I will say, this was something that I didn't know was on my bucket list, and the moment I found out this happened, it went on the bucket list and immediately checked. This is also a hard thing for if a normal person has this on, those, on their bucket list. Note, I did say that you're not normal. But if a normal person has this on their bucket <laughs> list, it's hard for them to actually get it checked off because I don't know if they would ever find out. I know, Continue right? This. But the fact that I actually learned about this was hilarious. So um, we have some mutual friends and we have some friends, whatever. And come to find out that my wife and I were the subject of sexual role play in their bedroom the other night. Yay, yay. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you can't make... Wait, Dude, the guy <laughs> pretended to be me, and the girl pretended to be my wife, and they oh, just did their thing. Someone else's, uh, I know, right? I'll take that there, but I was the subject of someone else's sexual fantasy. <laughs> it's I, uh, it's amazing. So, and then they told you... <laughs> They told my wife, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> but I will say, it, could, it put like an extra kick in my step for the past few days, because I'm like, you know who's sexy? This guy? <laughs> 
Of course, Amazing. what they didn't tell you was that, that she was pegging him the whole time, so. You know? That's what. <laughs> they still <laughs> pretended to be me. I don't care how. I'm sorry, that's just a bit <laughs> odd. Like, I, I'm, I'm very open to new experiences and to, <laughs> you know, it, whatever you want to do in your bedroom, you have fun doing that, but I don't go tell sure. people. I know. But, but also, I draw the lines at pretending to be my friends. Like, that's weird. <laughs> if someone really but, wants to pretend, pretend to be my fat ass during sex, I'm fine with that. But I don't want sure. to. Just like, I'm not going to go tell people, hey, guess what? I jack off about you. You know, you just don't do that. You tell me that all the time. I mean, well, you're, okay. you're special, honey. So, yes. so, so but, similar, yeah. but, similar, but not really. So, <laughs> about 10 years ago, Is this I was also in a production. Uh, no, I was in a production. <laughs> Of, of Pippin, um, and the guy who played Pippin is a very attractive man named Joe. And, Hi, um, Joe. Hi, Joe. Uh, oh, he's very attractive. Oh, hey, Joe. And um, he, so the show, the show was uh, rehearsing through April. It opened, I think, like on my birthday, which is at the end of April. And um, uh, so it was 4:20, and at the time, me and my friends were potheads, and. Um, so so we were just kind of talking about what we were going to do that night, and so my parents were out of town, and I was like, oh, why don't we all come back to, to my place, and we can just crash, because the next day's Saturday, so, you know, we don't really have to do anything. And Joe overheard us, and he was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, well, we're going back to my place to, for 420. And he was like, well, can I come? And I'm like, yes. Yes, you can. Um, so anyway, so you know, we all get high and we have you know have a few laughs, have a few drinks, so it's fine. And um, so we all crashed, and me and my best friend Melissa went and slept in my parents' bed downstairs. So at the time, I didn't live here; I was just staying here over the weekends because I have rehearsal. And um, so Melissa and I stayed in my parents' room, and Joe slept upstairs on the couch. And I had a very, very, very vivid dream of me going upstairs, taking off Joe's clothes as he slept, waking him up, and saying, just stop me if you feel uncomfortable. No lie. You go, girl. That's awesome. So I woke up at that point. Um, you know, in the morning, and, and yeah, and I, and I and I went upstairs, and Joe had already left. Apparently, he had somewhere to be at like noon or something, because I woke Therapist. up at like one. Therapist, and um, and so the, the the next rehearsal, I saw, him and I was like, oh my gosh, Joe, I have to tell you, I had this crazy dream, and he and he laughed. He thought it was very funny, and he was very flattered. Um, me and his girlfriend also became friends. Um, they're now married and live in, I think they live in Texas now. Um, but uh, but anyway, so now anytime I see him or anytime I post something on his birthday, I was like, uh, I was just like, just stop me if you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, Q. So, one of my other f- funny stories about sleeping at Q's house is, um, <laughs> is I had gone out to uh, visit Q for Easter, because when Q lived in Utah, he came to my house for Easter every year, so of course when I moved out to the East Coast, his mom was like, you have to come out for Easter. So I had taken a horrible ex-girlfriend of mine, but I had taken my girlfriend at the time up with me, and you could see the thought process in Q's mom's mind of like, okay, I have one bed, I can't put... 
Brian and his girlfriend in the bed because they're not more they're not married and she was trying to be a good Mormon woman. She goes, but I can't put Q and Brian in the bed together because Q's gay. So she put all three of us in the same bed together and there's this big water bed. Well so what ends up happening is Q in his sleep rolls around a lot. Yes, especially I on the do. Water I'm, bed. A, I'm a sprawler. I am. So like so I'm sitting there cuddled up with my, my girlfriend and Q comes steamrolling in the middle of the night across this water bed and like slams into me so like half the night I am like have my arm against the wall of the waterbed pushing up against Q he's laying against me and I'm trying to keep my girlfriend from being crushed by both Q and I <laughs> collapsing down on her it was a lovely snuggly moment it was fun Snuggles. Snuggles. All very snuggly. All very snuggly. Also, hi, I'm Brian. Um, I am a sound designer in Southern California. Uh, currently sound designing a video game called Killing, comma, uh, uh, my friend. I was going to say Killing in the name of, but that's wrong entirely. That's uh, that's another sexual kids. time of Todd's youth. Yeah, we won't. T- well, unless Todd wants to talk about it. I mean, he's, he's nah, talking I'm about good. a lot of stuff. Yeah, okay, we'll ignore that one. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I went to the shop. <laughs> but but Q, I actually and Adam probably appreciate this as well. So um, so to do this road trip out to Texas uh, to get this, this dog, which uh, his name is uh, Kessel. For those of you who are interested, uh, based on the uh, uh, Kessel uh, run in Star Wars, you know he can make in less than twelve parsecs. Uh, so we're driving out to Texas and we rented a car from Enterprise, and you could pay a little extra money and get satellite radio. And Jess loves the Broadway radio station on that. So I paid the extra like five bucks a day and I listened to more musical theater driving to Texas than you can possibly imagine. So like basically 18 hours each way, almost all like to a point where like even Jess is like, yeah, I don't think I need to listen to musicals for a little while. Like she was even burned out. <laughs> I listened to a lot of stuff. So, so, so also I don't, I mean, I don't listen to XM or the Broadway channel, but I get out my giant binder of musical CDs and that's what I listen to on road trips. So I'm mm-hmm. actually rearranging my books. I have lots of um, new CDs. So I mm-hmm. need to like make sure that like the newer ones get in. Cause I'm going to drive to Atlanta for new year's. Nice. So, but yeah, but that's what I like doing because musical CDs are usually longer. They're fun to sing. To, excuse me, fun to sing to. It's also kind mm-hmm. of like watching a show because you know yep. it's the the plot. But anyway. Oh, what's really cool is that uh, remember a couple weeks back or a month or so ago, I talked about that musical Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's doing really well actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, it's the the soundtrack comes out next month. It opened on Broadway on Sunday to like. The highest views it's ever gotten. Even the mean old New York Times liked it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's doing really really well. So if you're in New York, please go see it a bunch so it'll win awards and it'll travel here so I can see it. <laughs> for nice. Adam, when Q do said, it for Adam. Q said giant binder, and the, I, my mind immediately went to binders of women. Thank you, Mitt <laughs> Romney. Um, well, so when Dear Evan Hansen was doing its preview here in D.C., a lot of my friends went to go see it. Um, from what I understand, there were a lot of issues in, like, the actual book of the show. So I'm hoping that they fixed those before they went to went to Broadway. They, uh, the, the New York Times said it's one of the best books I've ever seen. Oh, so fantastic. So then I hope so. Good. Cool. Well, with that randomness aside, hi, we're doing um, a book this week that I chose I called mean, we're Chimichanga. We're, we're, we're at 20 yeah, minutes. We're, sure. we're just 20, 20 minutes, minutes in. That's true. <laughs> 20 minutes of rambling, check. Uh, conversations about musical theater on a podcast about comic books and drinking, check. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. We, we are slowly creating our own drinking game just for our own episode. Um, if you've heard this. Raspberry! <laughs> 
take a drink. Um, <laughs> and I have. Oh, and it. I did. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we're creating the new drinking game. You can get really plastered while listening to the show. It'll be fun. Uh, you and know, then just, you Adam grunt in pain. Take a shot. <laughs> But that's that's this episode's replacement for Q exasperatingly sighing. Um, yes. So anyway, chimichanga. Uh, I mean, we haven't gotten to this book yet. I know, and this is my recommendation. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Spoiler alert. I kind of liked it. Sorry, <laughs> I'd knock on the door. Um, anyway. Come and knock on our door. door. We'll be, be waiting, waiting for, for you. you. Oh my god. Drink. Um, <laughs> oh god, so... Uh, where, I, where I work, we uh, years and years and years ago, this is back when I was still in California, uh, The Three's Company, one of the seasons, came out on DVD like a day after John Ritter died. Oh, that's oh. bad form. No, it, it wasn't planned to happen, but we would always have to make a table of all the new releases and then put other movies or TV shows that we should think would go along with it. So I was Super putting, Tales from the Crypt with it? No, so I was asking my buddy Justin, who's complete smartass, love him to death. He's like, I was like, what should we put that would go with it? He's like, I don't know, sympathy, sympathy cards? Inappropriately played drum roll. Uh, so, Chimichanga by Eric Powell, uh, written and uh, illustrated by Eric Powell, who does The Goon, which is another book that I love dearly, um, as well as he does uh, Billy the Kid's uh, old-timey oddities and things like that. So, uh, part of the reason I love this book is because it's a, a book that he did for his kids. Um, actually, uh, I guess he'd originally done it as a plot or a, 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 for a TV show for, I want to say Nickelodeon or whatnot. And his kids, uh, specifically his son Cade, really latched onto this idea. Um, and so he decided to make a comic book of it for fun. Uh, so basically, uh, we will uh, get into, uh, well, I'll give you the quick summary and then we'll do our drinking game and then we'll go into our little break. And, uh, you know, then we'll move on with our lives and get all spoilerific on this. So, uh, the brief thing is, is that there is a, a little girl named Lula, who is the, uh, a young bearded lady. I Lulu. Is it Lulu or Lula? Is it Lulu? Sorry. It might be Lulu. Well, the thing is, I always want to call her Lola, but Lula. I know it's not Lola. It's Lula. It is, is Lula. It Lula? Uh-huh. Anyway, so she, yeah. she is a little bearded lady who looks, has a beard that looks very much like the mask from, uh, V for Vendetta, um, which I kind of appreciate. Um... So she uh, works at a, a, a local freak show. She goes looking for uh, uh, chimichangas for food and whatnot, and ends up uh, trading um, what is it some some mag- some of her magic uh, uh, beard hair for a magic what she thinks is a rock, which turns out to be an egg. And a giant creature is born named Chimichanga, and uh, well, she names the creature Chimichanga, and he becomes uh, the new freak in the freak show and helps sort of save their freak show. And they go on a further adventures, but that's the uh, the beginning of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, this is the book I recommended. That's the brief thing. But uh, we now will have a drinking game. And now for sports. Fanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. Listen up, sports fans. The thrill of victory. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. And the agony of defeat. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. The human drama of athletic competition. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Rule one, the only rule you need to know. Every time Chimichanga tries to eat something. Damn it, that was mine. No, that one sounds pretty good to me. You know what? That's fine. Well, one rule. One rule to rule yeah. them all. Okay, that's it. One rule. Simple, 
straightforward to the point. Uh, and Q was the first to get to it, so he gets credit. Congratulations. Yay! Points for Q. Points. It, it's because I forgot to do it last time and the time before. You get before, and the time before. <laughs> You get raspberry. Note uh, for those of you who are listening at work, uh, just keep your flask hidden from your boss. Okay, he's on a tirade today. Just watch out. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Um, that, the hiding in the bottom drawer is not cut anymore. You may want to put it in the uh, water for the uh, the flowers. And, and you get a and drink out of that And tell Karen to quit snooping. Damn you, Karen. Karen Damn from finance. You. <laughs> oh my, okay, so pause. Karen from finance. Have you guys, have you guys heard that phrase before? Have I talked about it? No. So, uh. um, drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. For those of you who watch, um, yes. there's Katya and Trixie Mattel, and they have this YouTube show called. Uh, and they're How talking do you spell about that. The, and, U h h h n n n n n. Like for real, you can okay. look it up on YouTube. Okay. And um. They're, one of their early episodes was about the best drag names that they've ever heard. So, you know, they're coming up, you know, all, like, the the gimmick names, the, the pun names. Yeah. And one of them just goes, Karen from Finance. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? There's actually a drag queen in, in Australia whose name is Karen from Finance. That's and that awesome. shit cracks me up. Like, that is amazing. Ka- Karen from Finance. The other best part is, at my work, the lady who is our CFO is named Karen. Nice. So anytime I get an email from her, I'm like, oh, it's Karen from Finance. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Karen from Finance. Yay, You're going to do me in, man. Uh, Those who are interested, it's spelled U-N, capital U, capital N, capital H, H-H-H, little H's. And their sequel, na 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 na. Sorry, that was a '90s hip hop reference Manal, for those Manal. of you who give a Nobody cares. <laughs> Moving on with our lives. Okay, uh, so yeah, so we'll do a little break, and when we come back, we'll be all spoilerific on this. Nobody Spoilers. Cares. <laughs> Anybody else have anything? Any needs for drinks? Any more? Anything? I mean, I'm just gonna. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just took a sip of my beer, which I'll talk about later in this episode. Ooh, Fantastic. I know. I'm so fancy. Very, very fancy. Beer and fancy. What has this world come to? Wow. Like, we're drinking we'll beer. We'll drink some we're beer easy. and talk about kneeling bitches and RBIs. Yeah. <laughs> RBIs. <laughs> Swinging on these nuts. <laughs> that was a, that was a queer as folk joke. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Y'all can sit down here and talk about Jambalaya. You can come upstairs and eat my asshole, which is the best quote from Queer <laughs> That one, you can go down the canal and I'll go down on him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, uh, I would rather let my flame burn bright than let it dwindle like a pilot light. Yeah. That was another good one. God bless wow. Peter Page. God, God damn it, that show is awesome. And dude, Randy Harrison does not age. Have you seen him No, recently? he doesn't. I, I think he and Bernadette Peters just bathe in the blood of virgins. Of course they do. It's hard to find these days. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Okay. <clears throat> and we're back. With the Are blood we? of virgins and all that. I, I, I was planning we? on being back. Are we really there? Are we there? Are we, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? 
The next um, episode will be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been a lot this of... since the beginning. Raspberry. <laughs> Yeah, two episodes on the same day, kids. This is going to be really entertaining. So join us next week for complete and utter chaos. Uh, in preparation now. So second uh, show, second show, second show. Yeah. Uh, so, Q, would you like to do the uh, the the lightning challenge for this? I can. I can. Yes. Okay. I like your lightning challenges. So if you don't mind, would you like to grace us with yes. your rendition of the plot of Chimichanga yes. in two minutes or less? Lightning round begins now. All right, so there's Lula. She's a little bearded girl who's also quite sassy and adorable and a little heavy set. I like her. Um, she She's going to go get tacos from, or chimichanga from the taco man. Uh, a weird looking bird gives birth to an egg. She takes the egg with her. Um, it gives birth to chimichanga. Uh, the, uh, she gets the egg because there's this weird witch lady who wants uh, hair from her beard to make a potion to, um, oh, it's supposed to, what is it, uh, it doesn't matter what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make her um, all powerful. Yeah, it's supposed to make her all, all powerful. Instead, it just gets rid of her gas. And, uh, so Chimichanga's bored out of the egg. It tries, he tries to eat everything. She's like, hey, Chimmy. She's, she's kind of like Eliza Minnelli in the Saturday Night Live episode, um, with, um, with, uh, oh, what's her name? She, it's the girl who always has to one-up somebody. She's like, my best friend, Eliza Minnelli, and it's made up. And Eliza Minnelli comes in, and she's like, hey, it's a matter. Let's hit the town. That's what, that's what Lula's a little bit like. Where she's like, come on, Chimmy, let's go. And, um, she takes them back to the freak show. The freaks are all kind of, like, not having Chimmy, but Chimmy is bringing in the money at the, um, at the circus. And, uh, the witch lady tries to give her gas ex, um, recipe to a drug company, but instead it gives her more gas, and so the drug company's like, yes, we're in. We need to make more. Um, again, the other people are jealous of Chimichanga, and they realize that they need to make more of the potion, so they need to kidnap Lula, and Chimmy um, gets arrested because, you know, there's always, like, that some brat. It's very much reminiscent of Dumbo's mother, where, like, there's, like, the bratty kid that looks like it's being attacked, but really they're just a dick. Yeah. And, um, uh, so Chimichanga breaks out, and he saves Lula, and there's also this fish with a boy face, which I don't know why he's there, and... <laughs> he's one of the freaks. The evil, yeah, they thwart the evil plans of the, um, of the drug company, and at the end... So she had to shave her beard so the people could, um, uh, make more potion, and at the end of the story, they win, they have money, and she gets her five o'clock shadow. Yep, and then yes. there's one little like other thing on there where Lula has a boxing match where she basically oh, yeah. knocks. Oh yeah, the... she has a boxing match, and we don't know how she wins, but she wins. Well, she, and, it's a really and, good book. She reads a book on boxing, and, and that gives her enough and power the, and too. There's the, there, and there's this random hobo dude with his really smart dog, which I don't get, but there you go. Uh, very cool. Well, thank you very much. So yeah, so that's uh, that's Chimichanga, um, and I've explained why I love it so far. Um, I'm going to give you my cocktail, uh, just because I'm tired and I have no real good segues in me left today. So my cocktail is a drink called the Bearded Lady, um, and in honor of this, you could call it the Bearded Little Lady if you wanted to. Um, and it basically, it is uh, it's it's in metric. I'm sorry, I'll 
I might do translations, I might not. Uh, it is 50 milliliters of whiskey, one teaspoon of lemon juice, a half teaspoon of egg white, and 25 milliliters of grenadine syrup. And you shake the shit out of the ingredients and you uh, strain into a chilled glass and serve cold. Um, yeah. That of course. Um, so also, that that goes into my cocktail, which I called the Lula, because uh-huh. it's it's a it's a twist on a whiskey sour. So it's strong like whiskey, but a little sour, much like our little Lula. Mm-hmm. And um, it is half an ounce of lemon juice, three fourths ounce of blackberry brandy, and one and a half ounces of Irish whiskey. You rim the tumbler with sugar, shake the shit. Uh, out of out of it, uh, pour over ice and garnish oh. with a lemon slice and blackberry. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds really good. Um, so I just want to throw one other thing in there. My cocktail came with that a useless little fact cue that I thought you might appreciate. In Shakespeare's Macbeth, the weird sisters apparently are supposed to have beards. Just so you know. Uh, There's an beard lady for. Yeah. No. Witches and hoes. Witches and hoes. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, in, in Macbeth. And Macbeth, apparently, yes, according, according to this weird useless fact on my cocktail, which why my cocktail would come with useless facts about that. I mean, it, it is a bearded lady cocktail, so I guess that's why, but... Yeah, I guess that's nice. Cool. So it's Shakespearean, I'll, I'll too. Do, I'll do my drink while we're here, too, because I was... Mm-hmm. Just think, honestly, the best thing to do with a chimichanga is to have a nice margarita. Nice. Um, but this is, yeah. like a, this is a fancy margarita, so it's a little bit... It's not like going to get like the bottle of the margarita juice and mixing it with... Uh, with uh, tequila, but you do uh, you take a, a, mar- a martini glass, you, uh, you put uh, tequila on the edges, dip it in rock salt, and then in a shaker you juice two limes. You quarter uh, two limes, or we cut two limes into wedges, add that to it. Take half of Valencia orange, cut that into wedges, add that to it. Add two tablespoons of agave nectar, muddle all that together, and then add in t- uh, two ounces of tequila. Shake the shit out of it, and then strain that. Uh, with ice, uh, straight into the martini glass, and then you garnish with a lime slice. So it's a, it's a very refreshing, slices. a very refreshing margarita. It sounds nice. Thank you. This is Todd on NPR <laughs> bringing to you his cocktail nice. for this week. It's so nice. Well, I'm I haven't given my drink yet. So my drink is the um, aptly named Circus Freak. Is what I found. <laughs> so sorry, Chimichanga. Um, this one has Malibu rum and then just more rum, and you shake the shit out of that, and then you pour it over ice, and then you add five ounces of vanilla Coke. Stir that up with a swizzle straw, and you put it, garnish it with a maraschino cherry, and then guzzle the shit out of that. That'll mm. be good. Yeah, Fantastic. guzzling matters. But yeah, the circus freak. That's what I Fantastic. am having. I was looking for something Circus Freak themed as well, actually, but I found the bearded lady and I was like, yay, it's our little hero. Uh, so Indeed, I'm... Circus themed. Yeah, exactly. No, it is. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It is now time for another transmission of comic book history with Professor Meyer. Sure, and I know absolutely nothing about this book. <laughs> he wrote the, like, his, I mean, what he's most known for is The Goon. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know, just kind of this big brawler guy, and he—it's got all sorts of like he fights undead creatures and mutants and ghosts and extra-dimensional aliens and robots, and it's—it's it's a hilarious and kind of kind of fucked up book. I haven't actually read this, but there is a uh, Eric Powell released a book that is very—I guess—has been kind of controversial, and I'm trying to see what it's actually about, and it just talks about the controversy here that I'm reading. 
but he released a book called Satan's Sodomy Baby. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to, I know, I know our, our friend, our good friend Andrew got it because he loves Eric Powell. But uh, now I'm curious, just because I completely forgot about this until we were... Oh, hey, look, if I start typing Satan's in Google, it's the first thing that pops up. That's pretty funny. And I think it is a tie-in to, uh, to the goon somehow. Oh, I was going to say, here we go. The, uh, the cover to the issue. By the way, the issue uh, was a one-shot. Is for four, It's selling for 40 bucks on Amazon right now. But the front of it says, Warning, this comic contains material unsuitable for, for children. It's filled with vile, morally, morally reprehensible subject matter. Subject matter that is quite possibly illegal in some states, and if it's not, it should be. Do not open this comic if you are under the age of 18. Do not open this comic if you have a strong religious convictions or even the smallest hint of human decency. <laughs> Do not open this comic if you love Satan. Do not open this comic if you have strong political beliefs. Do not open this comic if you are homophobic. Do not open this comic if you are racist. Do not open this comic if you love farm animals. In fact, unless you have no strong feelings about anything, this probably is, isn't the comic for you. <laughs> that sounds like Eric Powell. <laughs> Eric Powell, I think uh, the book I can tell you where I, like, I loved the first book of Goon, but I think it's in the second trade where he has photographs of a kid, like, dressed in, like, 1920s garb, going and finding, like, a funny book and, like, putting it in his pocket and going and reading it and, like, and basically taking life lessons from comic books, like, really bad life lessons. Like, that's great advice. Thanks, kid. <laughs> like, it was just that, that dark sort of twisted uh, turn on sort of, like, that classic Americana, you know, 50s aw shucksness that just, I was like, okay, I love this guy's sense of humor so much. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, so I'm just gonna jump in with my review since I picked this, um, and uh, or and my topic and my discussion. I am sorry, I'm so tired. Um, I am obviously a little loopy, but uh, so I, I've dug this book since I first read it. I, I love the sense of humor of Eric Powell. It's kind of fun and kind of silly and a little a little random without being so random that Q would potentially hate it. Um, but it's a, I mean, it's a, a fun, endearing character. Uh, and I, I mean, like you said, he, she's sassy. She's got a little pot belly. She's got a beard. Um, I love the scene where they shave off her beard and she's so upset that they made her ugly because they shaved her beard. I love the fact that she's so proud about being a circus freak, about being a bearded lady and looking different. Um, it's one of the things I love so much about this book and part of the reason I sent it as a Christmas gift to um, my nieces because I was like, you know, I, I loved a, a book where, where somebody was so proud of who they were and uh, and celebrated it and I thought that was kind of awesome and, and in immediately endeared me uh, to this character um, I think there are more books out I haven't seen any of them this is the first one that he did but from what I gather from uh, Eric Powell's Instagram there's more coming but um, this is also just very similar to his sense of humor that he has in The Goon uh, this is a little lighter because it's intended for children uh, The Goon oftentimes goes slightly darker places but it's a similar sort of vibe and so it's part of what I love about this book, but it was it was something very fun that um, I was excited to share with everybody. Uh, so that is my two cents on the whole matter. So I liked the book. Oh yeah, there is How a sequel too, just you know. Awesome. However, Sorry, go ahead. Okay. my biggest problem is why is this book not called Lula? Because hmm. even the author himself says, well this book's really about Lula. If it was about Lula, it would have been called Lula. It's my it's my biggest issue. It's one of the reasons that I very much dislike all of the latest Disney movies. So instead of being called Rapunzel, we have Tangled. Instead of being called Elsa, uh, Elsa or the Snow Queen, we yeah. have 
frozen. Instead of, I'm a bratty Scottish girl, we have Brave. <laughs> right, um, but you got Moana. Well, yeah, so, you know, they're coming back with Moana, but it it's still... It, it's just like well if it because even the cover or at least of the one that I have yes chimichanga is in it but I honestly when I first got this book I thought that it was this little girl with a beard just standing on top of like grass like I thought it was some <laughs> like rock formation so uh-huh. I, was, I, I was like so what does this little girl eat chimichangas like is, mm-hmm. is that what this book's about so like that that's that's like my one thing like I get it marketing like who's gonna read a book called Lula like what dude in a comic shop is gonna read it but I'm just like fuck that like if, it, if that's who it's about I mean we're not gonna call Wolverine uh, you know some some other so something else like obviously if it's about them then make it should be about them um but other than that i thought i thought it was very cute i really did like lula i i liked the fact that she was she was like i'm i'm quick for a chubby kid and you're like that's right chubby little girl with a beard you you do it um and the, uh she's just she's just very upfront and I, I like that. I, I also liked all of the random circus freaks because they're so lame. Like Randy, <laughs> the man with strength of a slightly larger man. Who's a um, super skinny dude, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, anyway, the, the, the boy-faced fish uh, who's just super random. Um... The, I mean, the like the whole like plot of like the the evil corporation was kind of like eh, whatever. But it was still cute and fun, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever. Like the hobo one, I didn't quite understand. Like the dude with the talking dog, I was like, all right, whatever, man. Um, but, Wait, you know, Lula it, says raspberries. She does. She does. Um, raspberries. There it is. <laughs> and um, you're gonna kill me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's. It's cute. It's fun. Um, I think it is adorable that um, Brian sent it to his nieces. I might now give this book to my niece um, for her to read. Maybe maybe she'd like it. I don't think so because the girl doesn't have a pretty dress in it. Um, no. <laughs> she's very, very obsessed with fashion. Um, uh, but anyway, that's... She's related to you after all. Yeah, that's true. So th- that's all. Okay. Um, Q, just to, I, I looked in the back. I think the only reason why it started out as Chimichanga because that was the character he jumped off with when he was doing the pitch. But I think Lula. But yeah, but then he didn't make the book about him. That's true. No, it's, it's about. But then, but then he didn't make the yeah. book about him. He even says the book's yeah. about Lula. Well, then. Yeah. Why is it not called Lula? Okay. Or Lula and Chimichanga. Yeah. That's true. Well, or I mean, maybe Chimichanga has a bigger part in the, the, the sequel or something like that. But, you know. But again, again. Yeah. Okay. I understand your point. I get it, and and I'm, I'm happy you liked it. That's more of the thing that I'm, I'm just happy you enjoyed it, because I, I love this book, so I'm always happy. I'm like, oh, okay, at least at least Q likes it. We're we're good. So, uh, Todd, what are your thoughts? Well, if Jimmy Chonga doesn't like what you're doing, he'll just eat you and spit you back out again. It's true. It is true. I enjoyed the book. Um, cute is a wonderful word. I mean, you can tell the author he talked about in the foreword or whatnot. He wrote it for his kid who really loved it. And you can say, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to write it for kids. And it's great in that regard. You've got the circus, the circus freaks. And what's so amazing is the amount of personality he imbues Mm -hmm. with Lula. And she is really a fleshed out character. And the color and everything just pops so much. 
I mean, we've read other books that are color, and some are not in color, but the color of this, just really, from the colorblind guy, says, <laughs> <laughs> right? But for me, the color just really pops on this, and you can tell there's a lot of, um, the warmth of the story is as much imbued by the color as much as anything else as it's coming out, and I really enjoy that. So, as it's coming through, you've got the conflict of everything. You have the big bad pharmaceutical companies against the small sideshow circus with their freak show. And I will say, though, the fish in the fishbowl is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Talk about a guy who says, What can you do? I'm just a fish in a fishbowl, but he works with what he's got. And yeah. hats off to you, dude. <laughs> so, way to go, fish in the fishbowl. He's the unsung hero. Okay. So, I really enjoyed this book, it was awesome cool i'll read more and you know with the eyes um lulu's eyes are just black the whole time they don't really try mm -hmm. to do anything else with it and it's kind of reverse but it reminds me of annie in yeah, a lot of exactly. ways so as okay. i'm reading it i'm thinking of annie as i'm reading it with another kid who's a bit outside of the norm or like she's in an orphanage they're in a circus kind of a deal kind of a thing right here and it's just it's very endearing with those choices in that regard and i think he's doing a great job with that well, and I think part of Eric Powell's work in general, especially with, you know, like Lagoon, and, and I actually have another book that um, he did. He did a, a Superman Escape from Bizarro World, um, where he drew that as well. But one of the things he has a tendency, to, I think, to do is kind of put things, um, at least for his art style, in a nice sort of uh, nebulous pseudo, like, 50s kind of classic comic world. Like, it doesn't actually have, like, a full-time period to it, but it's kind of based you know, 50s, 40s-ish kind of thing, like kind of has a classic Americana kind of vibe, which uh, sure. I, I think works really well for his sense of humor as well because like it has this sort of like lulling sense of being familiar and um, and simple, but then it kind of comes at you with sort of a slight modern sensibility, which I think is, is very fun and, and part of why I think a lot of his work works as well as it does, for me at least. Sure, it does. And Chimichanga, the personality of Chimichanga, I mean, there's not a mean bone in his body. Even when he gets upset and he's eating people, it's not out of malice yeah. or anything in that regard either. So, I mean, he's like just this, the most perfect companion for Lula you can possibly hope for. And he's like, oh, what can I do? He's like, oh, I'm going to eat a chair. Don't eat a chair. I'm going to slip under your bed. And you see the bed sitting like five feet off the ground because he's sleeping <laughs> underneath the bed but that's what I do is I sleep under the bed kind of a thing and the whole thing is just it's so cute and it's heartwarming and you see Lula going night night with him under the bed while she's just teetering on his back mm -hmm. and his whole sensibility about the whole thing is just really charming so this book where you've got a bearded little girl and you've got her pet monster that eats people was strong as can be and it's just cute and heartwarming and way to go eric pal because it's a lot of fun yeah i really enjoyed awesome. it thank you brian well thank you uh adam what are your thoughts um you, you guys have pretty much kind of summed up all, everything i had to think i mean it's it is nice it's it I think cute's the word we keep on using a lot. Uh, it's fun to kind of read a comic that is, you know, good for all ages. That you'd recommend as you got it for your niece, you know. Because uh, sometimes we, we kind of tend to more towards to go towards the more adult stuff, and uh, it was kind of nice to take a break and have something that was a lot lighthearted um, mm -hmm. and could just kind of relax with. And oh, excuse me. Hang on one second. Uh, just to kind of relax with, and you know, to, it was kind of like I don't know. After after the first book, you got to know the character so well, it was almost like you were catching up with an old friend. 
because uh, mm-hmm. Lula is just a again, fantastic character. Uh, we mentioned this, the personality of Chimichanga. Um, I liked how all this, this the circus freaks like Esmeralda, the the fortune teller, had her crazy goat with two eyes. Like that was like her thing. It's like <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not really that cool. That's just a goat. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, there's so just the sense of humor is really strong. I mean, I've, I've not read Bone. I've, it's on my list. I've been meaning to. That's Goon, not Bone. But oh, Goon, excuse me. Yeah. But if the humor is anything like this, it's something I would definitely be interested in checking out. Uh, and yeah, I'm glad to see that there's at least four more issues of of this uh, going forward. So there's something to kind of look forward to and uh, dive into and see the further misadventures of Lula and Jimmy Chonka. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's not a terribly complicated book. I mean, it's a sweet, simple little story, as we've all discussed. So I don't know. I mean, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up? Or, uh, or, or I mean, are we kind of good on this? I kind of figured this would be kind of a, a nice, easy palate cleanser for everybody, uh, which is also part of the reason why I recommended it. Because it's just, it's the holidays. It's something simple and kind yeah. of fun and, you know, something easy to read and, you know, but that kind of thing. But again, like, like you, you've all mentioned, like if you have younger people in your lives... And you want to get them a good little stocking stuffer or something for Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever. Uh, this would be a good one. This is a good one to get kids uh, introduced to comics and kind of open their eyes to what's out there as far as uh, it, this medium is concerned. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, That's nice. Going once, going twice. Sold. Sold. Cool. Yay. Uh, so, yay. So, we, we like this book. Uh, there's another Unanimous, which is kind of fun, um, which is cute. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Um, I guess recommendations then. Um, I will jump in and say, um, if you like Chimichanga, um, I love The Goon by Eric Powell. Um, and I'll give you a little bit. Basically, the story is, is it's um, The Goon is a big sort of brooding, uh, sort of semi-mob enforcer, kind of like you would see from a... Uh, uh, a 1950s noir movie kind of thing and he has a buddy named Frankie who talks a lot and uh, it has the very similar sense of humor of this but it's sort of in a it's a hybrid world between a film noir book and sort of a zombie like sort of book so like it's a town where there are mobsters and zombies coexisting and uh, you know and, and the goon sometimes has to go beat up you know zombies to get money out of them and whatnot. Um, but it's it's a very funny book it ends up going some very interesting heartfelt places I think that's one thing that uh, Eric Powell does really well is it, it's put in you know, a, a heart to his story as well as a really interesting, fun sense of humor. Um, and I think if you did like Chimichanga and you're willing to read something a hair darker, not always significantly, but a hair darker, it's it's very fun. And there are some very fu- funny, shocking moments. And one of my favorites is um, like uh, Frankie, who is sort of like this classic, you know, mobster type character who talks too much and you know is always talking about women and getting slapped by them and whatnot. He uh, they, they they flash to what a, like one of his you know dream sequences or fantasies, and he is riding a unicorn across the rainbow and is super happy and it was like it was just so jarring in context with it that it made me laugh out loud like three or four times that I had to show it to Jess and I think out of context she didn't completely necessarily appreciate it but I think in context it's it's a hilarious moment that I loved a lot so um, yeah if you like Chimichanga that's that's where I would go next if uh, you wanted to read some more that way um, Q do you have any recommendations for this week? Yes so as I alluded to before I'm drinking beer this evening and um so for the month of December, a friend of mine um, did a beer advent um, for a bunch of us. We all put in some money, and so we have 25 beers to drink before Christmas. And I, my recommendation is just do something fun like that. Like, I mean, it's been super fun. I've tried lots of different things. There have been some good ones. There have been some bad ones. Tonight's is not very good, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> 
It is called, um, it's by Flying Fish. It's called the Abbey Doobable. Oh, I don't know. And it's, quote, exceptionally complex. This Belgian-style brown ale features rich malt flavors with hints of caramel, raisin, plum, and almond. It's not delicious. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it tastes like beer. Like, for, for the most part, like, all these beers are like, oh, blah, to me, I'm like, oh, it tastes like beer. Thanks. Um, some of the better ones, uh, I like I like a fruit beer. So we had a, um, a grapefruit one not too long ago. The one that was absolutely disgusting, though, was a cranberry pumpkin uh, it was like a cranberry pumpkin beer, I, but there Ooh, might have been a third flavor in there. Yeah, Ugh. it was super fucking gross. So I chugged <laughs> the shit out of that to get rid of it. That's kind of the um, one. The, one of the crappy things about Utah is like they there's this I've seen it on Facebook a, a whiskey advent thing where you get like 25 whiskeys to try out in a month, um, hmm. but they can't sell them up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. There's some weird things too. And like when we were in Utah, there's some weird law where like we went to. Um, uh, High West Distillery, and like you could do the taster, but you can only have two of the glasses on your table at a time. Um, That's right. So, so like we could taste two. So which kind of was a bummer because like after you taste all them, like what I like to do is taste all of them initially, and then kind of go back and forth and try to you know kind of narrow down what you like the most and how different play together with whatever meal you're eating and things like that. But uh, not in Utah, kids. Not in Utah. Sorry, um, sorry, anyway, so that's my recommendation. It's it's been it's been fun. Um, I am hoping next year maybe we can do like a vodka one or like so it's like just little minis that you try every day. That would be fun. Or I mean, listen, I'm not a huge gin fan, but shit, I'll take a shot of gin every day. Sounds good. Um, depends on the, some of them are. It depends on where you find them. There have been some interesting ones. Most of uh, them taste like grass to me. Well, it's the it's the juniper and it's the the infusion. I mean, that's really one difference yeah. between vodka and gin is just the the herbs that are infused it's into it. It's grass, grass, <laughs> and not the kind you like or used to like, supposedly. Uh, <laughs> that may supposedly be legal in my home state uh, soon. Okay, um, Adam, do you have any recommendations? Um, yeah, I've just obviously been really busy with work, but. Uh, the, the brief downtime I have had, I've really been playing the hell out of the new Final Fantasy. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, they worked on it for like 15 years, so it's about damn time it finally came out. But uh, it's just cool. When you turn it on, the first thing that pops up, it's like this is a, uh, Final Fantasy for the fans and for newcomers. And they really make it easy to get into. Uh, it's fun. It's open world. You kind of do whatever you want. Uh, so if you were kind of disappointed with the last couple iterations, uh, not including... Final Fantasy 14. Uh, I would recommend hopping back in because it's it's a ton of fun. Cool. Todd, I think you're the only person I've known outside of the like this little group that's actually played Final Fantasy games. I remember you playing them at my house a lot. Well, yeah, we were at your house. I remember when Final Fantasy 8 came out back in the day, and we <laughs> right. like, stayed till like three in the morning, going, "Oh, aren't the graphics so amazing?" Well, it, it was more God. the cutscenes. We were so impressed by the cutscenes. I remember that. Like the game we're was really okay, good. But the cutscenes were like, "Oh my gosh, look at this! It's amazing." Yeah, they don't hold up so well. But, yeah, it's Final Fantasy. I love those games. So, thanks, Adam. Maybe I will, and my wife will hate you for it. So, <laughs> thank you for bringing future <laughs> hatred towards you from my wife. She'll hunt you down, man. I love you, wife, as well. But, no, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, my recommendation, a little while ago, we did um, The Wicked and the Divine. So, I went ahead and hunted down um, Karen Gillian, Gillen. 
did another book called Phonogram, Rue Britannia, mm-hmm. a number of years back, and I picked that up and I have read through it. And you know, it's um, Wicked and Divine. It's actually better, but this one is still really good, and I really have a lot of fun reading it and going through here. So it's a very British in all the ways British people can be and edgy <laughs> at the same time. But it's called Phonogram, Rue Britannia, um, Karen Gillan, and Jamie McKelvey. So. Yep. Same people yeah, do with Divine, actually. Exact same team. Yeah. Um, I've so, read the first book of the, that on uh, Comixology. I had ordered it from a comic shop, and I think they just forgot about me. Because um, <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet, and that was months ago. So. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, I thought Wicked and Divine was so good. Like, and you can see a lot of similar ideas sitting in this book of where they went with Wicked and Divine. And it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Have you, but, yeah. have you read the Darth Vader comics, the new ones that have been out? None of them. Mm. Yes, they're uh, amazing. Same writer as Wicked and the Divine. Um, very different kind of thing, but all, but very well mm. done. Um, and uh, the the story just sort of uh, it ended, but there was a couple characters. Um, Doctor Faustus, is that right? What's her name? Adam. He he just got his own spinoff. What's well, a her? Doctor whatever. Yeah, it's it's her, and then she has two murder droids. It's basically like an evil R two D two and C three PO. Like they get so nice. disappointed when they don't get to kill people. It's it's amazing. It's very funny. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, also worth looking into as well if you're interested in, in some other more other work. Uh, cool. Not Jamie, Jamie McKelvey doesn't do that though. It's just um, uh, Kieran Gillian. But yeah. uh, but anyway, well, fantastic. So um, so next week. Uh, and by next week, I mean we're going to be recording it in a few minutes, but you're going to get to listen to it next week. Um, uh, we are doing Todd's Recommendation, our last book in our uh, Christmas White Elephant. And this one um, we saved for Christmas because it actually has a Christmas issue in it. Um, so maybe we'll focus on that a little bit as we talk about it. But this is Todd's Recommendation. It is Batman Black and White. Todd, do you want to give us a, a brief uh, heads up as to what we can expect from next week's book? Um, what it is, it's an anthology of stories. I mean, the uh, constraint of these ideas, it's by several authors, several artists. Um, it's black and white only. And it's just five, six pages from each artist of just little short snippets of Batman and different parts of his career or different aspects of it. So it's a wonderful book. Go into the bathroom, you can just read a short story and you're done and you can go on your way. It's a great Batman bathroom book. Okay. Yeah. That's- that's actually very accurate, because uh, I, uh, having not had a lot of time to read since I've been on the road, I kind of was like, okay, we're gonna have to plow through this a little bit. So uh, I, I, some of it I paid more attention to than others. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But what I did read, I liked. Uh, cool. Well, if uh, if no one else has anything else to say, that will conclude this week, and uh, and we'll head on to next week. Anybody got anything else? No, nope, that's once? it. Going twice. There we go. No one cares. No. No, no, we don't. We'll see you next time. Oh, be quiet, settle. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.